Okay. Yay. He's back. He's back. We thought we got rid of him, but we couldn't. He's back. Hey, hey, everybody. Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman, with you again for fun, fun, fun. Talk about the things that make us go cuckoo, like Rolex. We spent the entire last episode on Rolex, and we may do it again, because there's just so much to talk about with Rolex. And I focus more on the older Rolexes, like pre-owned and older antiques, because you can get them at such reasonable prices compared to new. They've just gone through the roof. When I started doing uh, shows, Rolex presidents were 18,000. The last time I looked, they're 40, 38 or 40 now. They've just gone cuckoo. And they get it all day long. People are buying them all day long. So let's keep talking. We were talking about dials. I do want to talk about bracelets more than dials. Because there's all kinds of bracelets. Let's talk about oyster bracelets. Originally, oyster bracelets came out, they had springs between the links. Can you believe this? And they would droop as they got older. And they were riveted. So they're thin, they're hollow, and they could be very, very um, kind of droopy. Not so great. Uh, then they came out with just riveted, and those were hollow. So those weren't the greatest, but they came out in different sizes, like oyster bracelets. They came out in 17, 19. They came out in 20. They came out plated, no less. Imagine they were plated. Some of them, not all of them, but a lot of stainless. They have two-tone and 18. Most of the two-tones are 18 karat um, and stainless, mostly yellow. You don't see a lot of pink. Then they had oyster two bracelets, and those were small, also 17 millimeter lugs. And the lugs is the space between the two end pieces, you know, where your band fits in between there is called the in the size in between the lugs, the space in between and where it hooks on, those are lugs. So you had Super Oyster, Surti, which is all completely covered in diamonds. Imagine getting a Super Oyster president and your band is covered in diamonds. That means some of them had 174 diamonds individually set into this bracelet. Imagine the work that went into that. And yes, they go for a lot of money. Now the oyster, the oyster bands with springs are not quite as valuable. People really don't want them. They look cool because they're old, but they don't, they don't hold up. What you want is a modern bracelet that's solid. So you can get replacement bracelets for even older watches. You can get aftermarket made in Italy bracelets. I'm telling you, they look so close. You cannot tell the difference. So that's an idea. You put your original away and save it and put something on because you're going to beat it up anyhow if you're wearing it every day. So what do you want to ruin the original one for? Then they came out with Jubilee. Now, the Oyster was the flat link. And the Oyster, you had uh, three links across, one and then a center and one on the other side. So it's always three links. They have curved end pieces. And what that means is it would butt right up against the side of the watch. There was no space when you would hook it up if it was done properly. And believe me when I tell you, it is a bitch to fit those things on. I always had a hell of a time doing it. I mean, I did it, but it always took me a while because they have to be just right to sit there. The end of the link, the, uh, the end piece has to be up enough so that it matches the side of the Rolex kind of flush with it, not indented. They don't look right when they're like, lower than the side of the watch or the top of the watch. It doesn't look right. So you got to have them adjusted so they fit just right. A lot of times 
the bands don't fit right on the watch. You sometimes you have to put in special pins to make it hold it. It's it's a pain, but when you get it right, it's fantastic. Now the next bracelet we're going to talk about is called the Jubilee bracelet, and that is the bracelet with all the links in it. So it's got I think five yeah five across, three little ones in the center and two larger ones on the side, kind of rounded links, and yes they stretch. So when you get an older one, sometimes there'll be space between each link and it droops. If you hold the watch up on the side, you hold the head up and the band's sticking uh, perpendicular to the horizon, it'll droop if it's got a lot of stretch. Sometimes it just give a little, but a lot of times they'll go. Now they made Jubilee bracelets all over the place in the early, late 70s, early 80s. So you can see USA Jubilee bracelets. You can see them made in Brazil. They're real Rolex, but they're crap compared to the, the Swiss. They're just not the same quality. They stretch out real bad. I mean, you want to buy a cheap bracelet? That's the way to go. If you can get one that is not too bad. Now you can have them tightened. It costs a lot of money to play with these bands. I mean, I've done it many times. I've taken especially solid gold ones that were stretched out and had them fixed. And they look really good, but it costs a lot of money to play with them. But again, a new band's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. So fixing it's going to be a lot cheaper. Um, Jubilee bracelets usually have a clasp at the bottom, which is an end piece with a Rolex symbol, and you can adjust the band. It's got pins inside. You can move it. The better ones had no end piece at all. They were, um, what do they call them? They're, they're solid. There's, there's like It's like a precedent bracelet has a hidden clasp. That's what it's called. And there's a Jubilee bracelet when done right in solid gold is absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. It's as nice as a president bracelet. And yes, they did it. They put diamonds on them. Listen to this. These are Jubilee bracelets. They came in stainless. They came in two-tone. They came in solid. Then they had this super Jubilee bracelet with 218 diamonds. And that's a man's bracelet. Then they had a medium-sized Super Jubilee carrot. 263 diamonds on the band. Forget the watch. Forget the dial. Forget the bezel. Just the band. And they're hand-set. So that's very expensive. They had one with 344 diamonds. A Super Jubilee carrot with a K. And they were a ladies' watch band, 13 millimeter. Then they had one with 360 diamonds. Can you imagine that? A ladies' watch band, 13 millimeters the width. Uh, they also had it in bark. They had no diamonds. So Jubilee bracelets in bark. They had ladies and men's. They were mostly solid. The ladies, they had one stainless steel. Uh, they're not present. Remember, they're Jubilee, so they can be on almost any Rolex. And then they had a ladies, I don't even know what it is, called a moiré. I don't know. They had bicolor. Two different colors. And then there's a watch for the president. We're going to get into this band called the Tridor, which is really killer. It's three colors of gold, and it's really stunning. It sounds ridiculous, but it's not. It's absolutely beautiful. Three colors of gold, the Tridor. Really expensive as hell, uh, but very nice. So when you get out of Jubilees, then you go into the President, which is the three big rounded links across the most popular band of all time is either the President, the Jubilee. Uh, the President came, most of them are 20 millimeter for men. Ladies would be uh, 13 millimeter. But they did have other sizes. I mean, most were 20s though. When you see a President, it's usually 20 millimeter lugs. That's what the men's are. 
Now the new ones, the big, big ones, I don't know what the size, I'm sure it's bigger than 20. But you had smooth, you had bark, you had Tridor, and then you had the Moray, and the Moray uh, had diamonds on it. Or was it a design? No, it's a design. It's just a weird design. The Moray is the center link has a strange design like the bark ones have this really strong kind of jagged Florentine finish on the bark center links. The Moray has a different pattern on them. I, I really haven't seen those. They must be pretty rare. The Trider I've had for presidents is gorgeous. It's three colors of gold in one link. There's also um, platinum too. There's platinum presidents and man, they look great. And the good thing about a platinum watch with a Rolex is it doesn't even look like a Rolex. It's just so low key. If you don't want somebody to hit you over the head because you got this big gaudy watch on your wrist, get a white gold president or a platinum president. I guarantee you no one will know what you have, but you will. And that's what the hell who cares? Do I care? How many times have I said this? If people don't know what I have on my wrist, I do. And that's all that really matters because it, it's me being happy. If you're expecting compliments, forget it. Forget it. People are not going to compliment you. And if they do, they're jealous. That's why they're saying something because they want it. So you got to please yourself. Now let's get into the president with the really interesting um, super presidents. And I sold, I can't tell you how many, tons and tons of super presidents. Super president means a president, watch, a man's gold president, decked out in diamonds. Usually it's diamonds on the dial, diamonds on the bezel, diamonds can be on the bracelet and the bezel too. Diamonds, 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 and more diamonds. So let's get into it. We have um, Baguette Link Super President, which has a, it's got baguettes. It's not the link. It's baguette diamonds in the center, rounds on the outside. And those are very beautiful. Then you have the Super President Carrot, which has diamonds on every single link, round diamonds, 460 diamonds. Can you believe that one? That's a lot. Those are very expensive. Um, they have them with 446 diamonds. They have them with 288 diamonds, 340. And then the baguette one is 74 rounds and 35 baguettes. Amazing. And these bands, uh, you can get aftermarket. They just take a presidential band and they add diamonds to it. And if you get the right person to do it, you can't tell the difference. I'm telling you, they look just as good as the original and you'd never know the difference. The diamonds are diamonds are diamonds. What the hell? If they're good quality, they're good quality and they're diamonds. Okay, so those you can get, man's and women's, they're called super presidents. Super presidents can be anywhere in the old days. They were 60 to 100. I'm afraid to ask what they are now. Probably 100 and up. Because uh, presidents without diamonds are near 40 these days and up. So that's expensive. They are expensive. And remember, you buy a watch, it's going to get worn, especially if you have a metal bracelet. You set your arm down, it's going to have wear on the bracelet. You're going to get wear on stuff. So you got to be careful what you're buying, what is your purpose, where are you wearing it. I mean, I wouldn't be doing heavy work with any of these things. You're going to kill them. You got to take them off. Now, here's some other bracelets. These are mostly um, medium size or women's, but there are some men's. They did. Uh, they did one, this was a woman's and a mid-sized man's called Damier. And that's a nice looking good. These are also uh, gold. The Damiers were solid gold. Then they have a Milanese, which is similar to a Florentine. And that came in 17 millimeters. So that's a mid-size or it could be on a uh, bubble back. They came in solid yellow, 18 karat. Then they had one called a chameleon, as were for women. 
They came in 14 and 18. They were brick or mesh. It's like a dress band, you know, for a woman. You get the head and then the band, and it doesn't look like a Rolex. It looks like a dress watch. Then you had the mesh Florentine. That was a big one, especially in the 70s. Florentine is a kind of a matte finish, but you can see the lines. It's very strong. And they made them for men. They made them all the way up to 19 millimeters. They made, uh, they're still making them, believe it or not. Yellow, gold, 14 carat, all yellow, 14 and 18. Then they had a flat mesh band that they made for men uh, in 14 and 18. They made it in yellow and they made it white and they made it in pink. Remember, white. You could get a regular clasp, which was that big buckle on the bottom. You get a concealed clasp, which means you don't see anything but the Rolex symbol. There's an expansion. There's a bicolor gold band. It's a carrot band and bicolor gold. That means it's got diamonds all over it and two colors of gold. They had carrot and yellow, carrot and pink, carrot and white, carrot and yellow gold filled. Can you believe it? That's amazing. They also had straight end watches. Most Rolex bands, I should say band, most Rolex bands have a curved end because Rolex is curved on the side where between the two uh, lugs where the bezel is, it's curved and you want to butt right up against it. Okay, let's talk about bezels. Ready for this? We can go cuckoo with us. Here's non-diamond bezels. There's a bark. There's bark milled. There's a coin edge that's on the bubble back. Engine turned, which is lines. Engraved. Fluted, which is the big one everybody wants. You know, the, the roller coaster up and down, up and down. Milled, which is lines. Moray, which is a pattern. The pyramid, which is cool. Rope. I don't think I've ever seen a rope. Um, smooth is a nice bezel. I have that on mine. Zephyr is a very cool bezel. It's got lines, but they're, they don't go all the way to the uh, end of the bezel. They kind of like, they're variegated. They go up and down. I, it's, you got to see it to believe it. It's a really interesting bezel. And they only made them for a, a few years on men's watches and women's. I like Zephyrs. I used to own a two-tone and I liked it very much. Okay, I think we're getting ready to take our first break. I mean, our last break, the way this is going. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Okay, back again. Lee Jackson, America's finest watchman. Rolex City today, baby. We are. We're really talking about Rolexes today. We're we've gone Rolex crazy, but you know I could do show after show after show on Rolex because there's just so much, and they made so much, and they continue to make tons and tons. So here's here's the bezels we're talking about. So here's the diamond bezels. Now this is. A bezel with diamonds. These are men's and ladies. Some of them are in both. You have a bark. You have the pyramid. Baguette, which means baguettes all the way around. Pyramid, baguette. Round cartouche. Square cut. Platinum round. Um, then you have emeralds. Now, these are, these are all real ones. We're not talking about aftermarket. You get four emerald baguettes and 32 diamonds. I did that for someone. I put together a watch for a friend and they wanted a uh, ladies two-tone. And I said, what about an emerald diamond dial? And the emerald was gorgeous. It's 
Baguette Emeralds at 12, because I don't have a day on the ladies, remember. And six and nine, and then dime round diamonds all around. Really pretty. So you get four emerald baguettes and 32 diamonds. And the new, it's like $20,000. And I used to get them aftermarket for, I don't know, a couple thousand or 2,000 bucks. Beautiful. And they look just as good. Now you could get 24 emeralds with baguettes. You get 24 emeralds with 16 regular diamonds. You get 40 emerald square cuts all the way around it. 42, 44, or 50 square cut emerald and square cut diamonds all the way around. Really cool. Same with ruby. Same with sapphires. Um, see now, fake bezels are easy to make and thousands exist. Only an expert can tell the difference. All modern Swiss Rolex bezels are stamped with a crown. Rolex marks all of their materials. Even their crystals are marked. Some of their etched Rolex with a laser. And they can look and they can tell. Now, when you're looking at a Rolex, there is a reference number on each case. And it's at 12 o'clock. And it tells you your model number. So if you took the band off and you looked beneath the bezel in between the lugs at 12 o'clock, there's a number. And it's the number of your watch, not the number of the movement, the number of the watch, the case. The serial number is down at 6 o'clock when you take the band off. And if either one of these numbers has been rubbed out, run for the hills because there's something wrong with it. There's a reason. It's probably stolen. Um, if it's a non-oyster case, which is like a square case or a dress case, the numbers are usually the serial numbers on the back of the watch on the bottom. Generally, watches from the 30s, 40s, 50s, even into 60s, the material it's made of is on the back of the case at 12 o'clock. Not on Rolexes. Usually they're inside. You have to take the back off. And you have to have a special tool to take the back of a Rolex off. It screws off. It's got like uh, like gear, like a gear around the outside where it gets gripped by a machine or a tool to turn it. So you got to be very careful. People try to pry the back and ruin them. So you don't want to do that. Um, reference numbers for non-oyster models will be found engraved on the inside of the back of the case. So if you want the reference number, you look inside. Sometimes on the outside. We're not talking about the Rolex Perpetuals, the rounds with their Jubilee bracelets or any of that. We're talking about the other kind. Now let's talk about a chronometer because Rolex is a chronometer and what they do to test it, they have a, there's a Swiss government testing station that they have to be officially certified. And what you do is you send your watch over there, not everyone, but one of the brand, one of the model, they get approved and you make all the others the same and they're all approved. So they put them into nine different positions to see how they run. They do um, all together. It's how many days? My gosh, two, four, six, eight, 10, 11, 12, 14 days. They check it at different temperatures. They do it at 18 degrees Celsius and they do it at two degrees Celsius and 32 degrees Celsius. And the reason is, is the temperature affects the way it runs. So they have to look at the mean daily rate. They have to look at the, and the daily rate is the difference between the watch time and the correct time every 24 hours. Okay, so you have to do it for 10 days to see, is it plus or minus up to 15 seconds? And then there's mean variation. That's the difference between, between the two daily rates. And that's the average for the tests of one to five. 
Then there's a maximum variation between the two daily rates. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. The greatest difference between the mean daily rate and any individual daily rate is that's the greatest difference. And you have the variation of rate per degree centigrade. So how does it change when the temperature changes? And then there's another test, rate resuming. So it's cool, very, very cool. Another nice thing about Rolexes is you can look at the numbers and get an idea of the date. There are lists, lists, lists available on Rolex. And all you have to do is get the number of Rolex that it says on the watch on the inside or at six o'clock underneath. And it'll give you approximately the date of manufacture of that watch. That's how I figured my watch out because they look the same. It's really hard to tell. I mean, I can generally look at a watch and tell you, yeah, it's from the 70s or, you know, lower or later 70s. But when you use that number and the chart that is available, just go on and look it up on, on uh, the Internet. You'll get a really close age on what your watch is. Okay, so we're still talking about Rolex. Let me give you some of my thoughts on Rolex since we're getting to the end of this whole thing. Um, Rolexes are like candy. Everybody wants them. Everybody knows them. I mean, Rolex is it. But Rolexes are also faked big time. They fake them everywhere. You know, you see these replicas and then they have ones that aren't replicas that say Rolex and everywhere and they look so good. They used to get some out of, the, out of Asia that were solid gold presidents. They were made from solid, real gold. So right away, they're solid. And they looked real. You imagine the lengths that somebody went to to fake this watch? They even used a solid gold case and head and everything. And I mean, real 18 karat gold. But what does it cost to make a Rolex replica in solid gold? Say five grand. I mean, they sell for 40. So you still can make a ton of money. And they did. And they do. So they're getting better and better and better. You got to be very, very careful what you get. And the only real way to guard against it is to buy from somebody reputable who knows what they're doing. And there's a ton of people selling out there. Most of them could care less. They just, to them, it's just a widget. You know, I hear I got this, I, you know, I paid a hundred, give me 150. Goodbye. They don't care. It's just to them. It's not something that turns them on and gets them excited. Like I always did. I mean, I love this stuff. It drives me bananas. Watches make me go crazy. I'm always wearing something really cool that I really like. And Rolex is one of them. Rolex is a great timepiece. If you take care of a Rolex, it'll last virtually forever. They're very well made. Their movements are very well made. I mean, they're right there with the best. They're not the best, but they're not far off. I mean, they're right there in the top 10 of all watches. They're not far off. But if you want to talk about the best, you're talking about Paddock, Philippe. You're talking about Vacheron Constantine. And Audemars Piguet, those three are the three, the biggies. And Rolex is behind them, a few spots behind them. But they're very, very good. With a Rolex, you got to decide what's your budget and what can you get for that budget. You want to try to stay away from plastic, acrylic, crystals if you can. That means 80s backwards because they will scratch and they'll look really bad fast. I mean, they scratch at a moment's notice. Sapphire does not. Now, you can replace a plastic acrylic crystal with a sapphire crystal in some cases. I haven't looked lately, but they started coming out with them that fit. And the reason you can't just say, well, give me a new crystal off a new Rolex, I'll put it on this one. They're not the same. The bezel holds it down, 
and keeps the water out. And it, the bezel on a sapphire crystal is different than a bezel on an acrylic crystal. Different. You cannot mix the two. So what they've done is they've come out with sapphire crystals aftermarket, of course, that will actually fit a plastic crystal Rolex and look really good. I mean, I have one on mine. It looks fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You have to get a different bezel usually um, to hold it down. But once it's on there, it's just like a modern Rolex crystal. You can't tell the difference. It doesn't scratch. It doesn't look foggy looking. I mean, plastic is, I don't like plastic crystals. I, I know how to fix them. I know how to clean them. But then you're doing it all the time because they're always getting scratched. And what I said to you in one of the previous podcasts was you can use toothpaste and a soft cloth to try to rub a crystal and get it less uh, scratched. I remember I bought a Rolex one time from a guy. He had an antique store and I bought this little Rolex stainless steel, I don't know, 500 bucks or something, but you couldn't even tell what it was because the crystal was so scratched. And I brought it back and I sat there all afternoon rubbing it with toothpaste and it just kept getting better and better and better. Now I know how to buff them out in one minute. Boom, gone, looks brand new. As long as it's not terribly gashed or cracked, you can buff them. But you got to know what to do or you burn them. And trust me, I burned them too. Burned enough to learn my lesson. So you don't want to burn them because then you have to replace them anyhow because they melt. Plastic is not the greatest uh, crystal material. It was 50, 60, 70 years ago. It was great. But today, better than glass because glass shattered. Today, you have these sapphire crystals that if you can have them on there, makes such a difference. It's so much easier to deal with them that you really want to do that. Also, you want to look at what shape is the band in. If it has a solid, either stainless or two-tone or whatever, a real Rolex bracelet, is it droopy? Is it stretched? They rate them A, B, C, D, F, G. Is it an A and A minus, a B? You get more of a stretch in your bracelet, you pay less. But that means it's going to hang worse on your arm. It's not going to be nice and tight. It's going to wiggle. It's going to move. They give. It's just the fact of the matter. The newer Rolex bracelets don't give as much as the old ones do. The old ones can really stretch out bad. And yes, you can buy a brand new bracelet for your Rolex if you really want to. Rolex will sell you a bracelet. They're very expensive. But if you were going to keep a watch and you didn't mind, go for it. You know, you can do that. Or you can buy an aftermarket. They have these Italian aftermarket bracelets that look so fantastic. You cannot believe it. And in some cases, you can even take your buckle or your little emblem and have it put on there, which you're not supposed to do. You didn't hear it from me. But you could. No, I don't have any of them. Uh, but we've had them before. And it, when I always had stuff like that, I always made sure that if you bought a watch from me, you knew exactly what it was. There was no beating around the bush. I was not trying to fool you and say, you know, this is real if it wasn't. No, 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 no. Don't want to do that. And I don't want it done to me. I used to try to treat people like I was being treated or I would want to be treated by somebody. And when you find a good dealer, you want to stick with them if you can. Because um, they're gold. Because there's so many unscrupulous dealers out there um, that don't care. They just, they want to sell it and they want to move on. And I mean, I've had all kinds of problems. There's a, um, a big sales organization that's all over the internet. It's a number and a type of watch, stopwatch type of watch with a number. And they're out of Germany and I read nothing but problems with them that they have all these dealers on there from Europe that aren't that good. I can tell you, I tried to buy from them twice and couldn't. Um, the first time I, I bought a watch, 
and I paid for it. I gave them my credit card. And then the next day they gave me, they sent me a thing, go, you're, we can't verify your money. And yet it was already taken out of my account. So I know it was good. And they're saying, we can't verify your money um, because it's a credit card or something. And we're going to send it back. I'm like, what? So they wouldn't sell me the watch. I'd have to send them a wire. Now, if you send someone a wire, remember you have no recourse. You can't with a credit card. You can always call a credit card company and say, Hey, this is a problem or Amex or somebody with a wire. You can't. So you better trust who you're buying from with a wire. That's all I'm going to say. When you buy from this company in Europe, the whole thing is they have an escrow account and they send you the watch. They don't give the money to the dealer until you approve the watch. And what eBay has been doing lately is they have their watches authenticated by a third party. So you buy a watch, it's authenticated before you get it. So they must add a lot of problems with this stuff, fakes um, and people monkeying around. And I've seen it only too many times and it really kills people's passion for a really enjoyable thing. So it's kind of sad. So you got to be very careful what you buy and how you buy. So we're just about out of time. And I do thank you for watching and listening and being there and having fun, baby. Let's have some fun. So we'll have more fun as the time goes on. It's just I'm uh, more informative these days, but I will get crazy. And if you want me to get crazier, just let me know. I will, because I've done it a million times. So this is Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman, signing off. Thank you so much for being there, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you next time. Have a great day and keep on ticking. See you later.